what's in the bottle? Uh, you want to try? Sure, I'll pass it over. What's in it? It's getting thirsty. It's a mix of things. You got any glasses? I know you're not going to need any glasses. I don't need the glasses. True that. Always better from the bottle. Podcast. We are joined with a very special guest uh, this this evening, uh, Dan from BIM Scholar BIM. How's it going, Dan? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Bob. Yeah, thank you. And of course, I'm joined by uh, AJ and Ryan. Uh, so we have all four of us here this evening, and we're super excited to talk uh, to you, Dan, about about the new BIM Scholar BIM album that's coming out in a couple weeks now. It's uh, Sonic Tonic. Uh, why don't Why don't you? Um, just chat with us about the new album and tell us what's going on and what you guys well, have let's see. For. It's on two different labels, one in the UK and Europe, and it's called Specialized Records. It's out already on Specialized, on CD and download. Bandcamp, you can get that. But July 4th is when the vinyl comes out. I think September or October, the cassette comes out. And there might even be a DVD after that. Um, because we made videos for all the songs. I can't say I did, but um, Paul made the lion's share of them. Paul had specialized, lost his job through the shutdown, the lockdowns, and uh, I should call it on the dole. And uh, he, he's been doing a load of videos and a load of work with us uh, because we donated the album to the, to, uh, donated the sales of the album to the Specialized Project, which raises money for things like cancer, it's called the Teen Cancer Trust, which Roger Daltrey started. Um, but there's loads of uh, great people that support it. Um, yeah, and, and, and the new and the new album sounds great. Like we played, we just played Loon, which was like um, what, what the video just came out today um, about that about with that song and everything. And you guys, are, so you guys are releasing all these videos for each song, kind of like yeah. There's a, there's a video for each song, and he's actually even going back and uh, making videos for some of the songs on Chet's Last Call, which was our last record eight years ago, but we never made videos for them, so that's really pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the new album. It's been fun, and uh, some of the things that are really different about it is that we used a producer we didn't really know, 
but it turns out we had a lot in common in that we both toured with Laurel Aiken and we had a lot of music in common and so forth. His name is Stephen Krakow and he was uh, Laurel Aiken's uh, trumpet player. He was uh, using the splitters right now and dub pistols. Great producer as well though. So he, oh, that's, he, that's added, really cool. he added trumpet to our album uh, and we haven't had trumpet on an album yet. So that makes it really different right there, that there's trumpet on, I think, five or six songs. Um, and normally we're just sax and trombone, and we've had guest sax like Dana Cauley on the Crinkle record and things like that. But we, for whatever reason, we haven't had trumpet, and that gives it a bit of a different sound. And on Loon, you probably just heard that uh, there's flute. Uh, Dr. No, special guest. Uh, a friend of ours plays flute, and nobody ever wanted flute on any of the BIM albums. <laughs> But this one, it just really worked because of the loon call uh, mimic. Yeah, uh, horn, the horn line mimics a loon call. I don't know if you guys know loons, but if you grew up in the country and stuff, you might very well. Yeah, why don't you explain it? Uh, I don't quite know what it is myself. All right, a loon is a beautiful, colorful bird that likes to hang out at lakes and ponds and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, my circle of friends would do camping in Maine and New Hampshire in the summertime. And that's just one of those sounds when it, after the sun sets or while the sun's setting, uh, the loons call, you know, and it's, it's just a real relaxing and beautiful thing. And the song, you know, the song is about talking things out and sort of when people get the right opportunity to talk things out, this is a good dad thing. Uh, it's when, uh, the circumstances are right. Uh, maybe sitting around a campfire. Uh, I compared it to sitting around the dinner table, but a lot more involved in nature. Uh, so, so sitting around a campfire and finally just being relaxed enough to talk about some shit that you haven't talked about and just then just let it go, you know, because you talked about it. And, yeah, that seems like a very like timely thing with everything, like with COVID and stuff like that. Like that kind of uh, getting back to nature was something like a lot of people did uh, throughout the last like year and a half now. So I'm I, sure. I, I have to agree with you. I think that's really true. Getting back to things that are more natural in nature. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's super awesome. The specialized thing is such like a big um, thing in the UK, and I think it's finally starting to like get a lot of attention in the US now, too. I don't know um, if you heard, I, but I get to brag a little bit because they made me the first ambassador of specialized this past week. And uh, people in America don't know that much about specialized. You're right. But the you know, past ambassadors are people like Neville and Linville. Uh, people like uh, Nick from Bad Manners and Selector, like Lee Thompson from the Met from Madness. So I, I, it's pretty stoked to be on that list. Uh, I really and, and the specialized her. label too. You mentioned Paul. Um, it's like two Pauls involved in that label, and the one yeah, Paul. Yeah, when we call him Willow, so we don't get them confused. He's the singer for the Scott Pones, yeah. and uh, but he's also. Uh, works with the specials while they're on tour. So, and he wrote a book about them, and, and yeah. you know, it goes back. So, you can look into that. But he started specialized. At, it, it was a thing that the, the whole band was into. And uh, and I guess I guess they're known for their like compilations, right? Like you guys were on some on at least one of those, right? Like we're on six. Like we're on six of the compilations. And I can say this now too. It's kind of cool news, and that is that um, Steady Earnest. And Stubborn All-Stars is on this next one that's coming out. Wow. And uh, I helped get him on there. It's the first Steady Earnest recording in over 20 years, so that's cool. That's, that was my other All-Star band. And Stubborn All-Stars was the New York Scott All-Star band. And so that's pretty cool, I think. And the songs are great. It's it's uh, called Viva, and it's all songs of freedom and uh, protests. So it's actually a really great theme for the time as well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, well, let's let's go around to uh, AJ or Ryan. Do one of you guys have a question for Dan? We're gonna try to like team up and split this up. So, so one one of the things I've always kind of like loved about like, you guys touring, you've always done a lot of touring work with uh, Boston bands. What have been your favorite bands to tour with, like in the '80s and '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, and even now? Like favorite guys, favorite bands to tour with. Well. Um, I remember we had a we had a blast touring, touring with several California bands too, like Unsteady, uh, and that leads me to the fact that I'm working with John Roy again after all these years, and uh, 
but uh, it, right, we we've always toured mostly in the East Coast. Uh, unfortunately, you know, but uh, we used to tour a lot more in California. Hope to again. Um, but yes, I've I, I had a long love of, of East Coast, especially New England and especially Boston bands that play reggae and ska. It's well documented because I put out five compilations mm -hmm. um, called Mash It Up. And uh, those are still stand as sort of the best Boston bands, you know, like for their time and stuff like that to me, you know, what can I say? You know, John and Vinny and I chose all the songs, so uh, we love them. And it, it is a, you know, Big D, Boss Tones, uh, Pressure Cooker, I, I can go on and on. Void Union, uh, Ricky Rocksteady, uh, Copacetics from Rhode Island. There's a lot of great bands. There really is. And uh, this movie that we made, a documentary that we made that's coming out this summer, there's like seven screenings. In different, uh, what area are you guys from? That's I'm sorry, that's a stupid question, but oh, we're, we're all in Baltimore, um, ish, like so we're all in the Baltimore. All right, so the closest we'll be screening the this new film, it's called the New England Scott Summit, is at the Pie Shop in DC. On mm -hmm. let me see if I can get the date straight, the 17th of September. Um, and Bim's playing that as well. You so. guys are playing there, yeah. That's you awesome. guys might be going to Supernova. Uh, Bim Scott Bim will be there. That's what I was gonna say. Is of course you guys are playing the day I'm already down at Supernova. Oh really? Okay. Well, we'll yeah. be playing at Supernova. I, I'm trying to organize a film screening at Supernova, but it hasn't happened yet. Explain what it is. Mm -hmm. It's uh, five or six bands got together and we and played a show at a place called the Once Ballroom, which is an awesome club in Somerville, Mass. Bim Scalabim is sort of from Somerville, Mass, so that made it extra cool. But old ballroom, just beautiful place. It's well, it's closed now, uh, but she's doing some outside shows. Our friend JJ's doing some outside shows. Anyway, uh, let's see. Ricky Rocksteady uh, started the show, and then El Grande, a, a great ska band that you may or may not know of from Portland, Maine. Uh, um, uh, Hemsteadies, great band from Connecticut. Um, then Copacetics, great band from Rhode Island, and then Bim Scala Bim with special guests from Brunt of It, Big D, and the Kids Table. So it was a real mesh of people from around the New England area. We didn't get Vermont in there, but we pretty much got the other states uh, represented. So, and then we, we all did the show, and, we had, and you know, the, the film is a lot of you know live footage from that show. Oh, I forgot the Scatolites, excuse me. The Scatolites can. Uh, from the Scatolites is also in the film and interviewed at length. And we have a lot of really rare, exclusive Scatolites footage from this amazing show that they did in Canada that uh, was given to us by Brad Klein, who made the movie Legends of Ska, which you have to see. I think it's just still in theaters, though. Anyway, I'm running on. Go ahead with any next question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well I think that's interesting, yeah. too. Because you mentioned the connection with the Scatolites because they were kind of based in Boston for a while, right? And you guys recorded with Roland. And, of course, you mentioned Ken Stewart from, from the Scatolites, too. So. Yeah, Ken's on the new record. Uh, Roland Alfonso was on the second record, Tuba City. Um, but, yeah, Ken's on the new record playing electronic piccolo, of all things. But, again, it works. And it, it, we wanted to do a remix of Loom uh, that's sort of dubs, sort of a pastiche of things. And we decided that, hey, we need an instrument that's not even on the first version, you know? And Ken offered, and I didn't even tell him what I actually thought he was going to play melodica, you know, because Ken's a great melodica player. Mm -hmm. But he came back with this, he came back with this piccolo track that you can hear on the song. It's a mix of things, uh, track eight. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't think there's a lot of piccolo and reggae. I don't know. I mean, I'm Nailed sure it's been it. in some stuff, but uh, it's not an instrument. I, know, I can't, like, I can't like think connect of with. anything. Yeah, right, that's why I was that's... thinking melodic because it's so popular in reggae and he's so good at it. Yeah. Well, that that's really cool. And I think, uh, well, hey, Ryan, why, why do you have something you want to ask? Yeah, so um, you guys been around since 1983 and put out about like 12 full length albums. And pretty much you guys have kept the same lineup, or at least a lot of the original members. Every, everybody is on this album. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, because the biggest difference is when John Ferry took, uh, when Vinny took over for John Ferry, 
uh, as tr- as a different trombone player. That was really the biggest change that the band had, was trombone players. Um, and both Vinny and John Ferry are on this new album. John's on two tracks, I think, and Vinny is on seven, something like that. Um, John Ferry also came and did songs with us on Crinkle, too, and I believe he's on a track on the one that got away. So, yeah, and, th- and then you go on, you know, John Cameron doesn't play with us all the time, but he's keyboards on every single album. Uh, Rick Barry doesn't play with us every single show, but he's percussion on every single album. But then you get to Mark, Jim, J- uh, Jim, we have two Jims, so we call one Augie, uh, and myself, uh, us, us four, have done every single Vince Calabim show since somewhere in 1984-ish, 85. It's the same people. <laughs> are, you, are you guys like the mafia? Like, no one can leave Vince Calabim unless you, like, roll out, like, in a coffin or something? What's the... What's the... Ooh, don't even say it. We're not young anymore, you know. Um, luckily, we're all very healthy, to be honest, so... Uh, why not? You know, uh, I will say that we didn't do any shows for a period of time and it was a difficult time for me. You know, it was years and and uh, I thought I was too old to do it or something like that. But we came back about 12 years ago and I, it's, you know, one of the best things I ever did because music is so important to me. Of course, I continued to produce music and to make music, but it wasn't the same really, you know? So I did, and we all felt very comfortable when we got back together in uh, 2009. Yeah, I mean, it's just really interesting with like ska bands, because like you look at bands like the Slackers and Have Cats, which I, I don't even think they were really contemporaries of yours. Maybe maybe like the Toasters. Well, um, the, the, well the, 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 let's see, both Hepcat and Slackers open for us, I can say possibly even in the late 80s. So, yeah. yeah when did Hepcat get together? When did Slackers get together? I Yeah, we've been playing with these from the time they started. No, uh, Hepcat, not not so much, and Slackers actually not so much either. And I'm mm-hmm. friends with Dave, and Dave, who is in all, both of those bands, uh, Dave Hilliard, also a guest on this album, Tonic Tonic. Uh, Dave, Dave was in a band called Donkey Show, that we toured with back in 1986 and 87, I think. There's some great stories from that. And then when Jackie, our singer, left Bim Scala Bim and moved to California, she joined Donkey Show for a while. So yeah, there is a circle, there's a pretty tight circle of friends there too, even though we're yeah. so far apart. Yeah, so, so like, what is, I guess, what's your inspiration, like motivation? How do you guys are able to stick together and still create music under a Bimps Gala band? Somebody asked us that recently, and my answer, well, we have not asked that a few times. To have something to look forward to all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got us a tour. I got us a tour in this. Oh, you know, this guy asked us to be on his album, uh, his compilation, or, you know, any number, any number of things where, you know, this guy wants to make a new video for us. Like when Tom Haney, uh, this animatron guy that we really like, uh, we found out he liked us and um, asked him to do a video for us. And he did things like that. There's things to look forward to, just plain old things to look forward to, like the shows this summer. Definitely something to look forward to. Now, are you, are you guys all spread out? Like, like obviously you're not in not, Boston. Not that, not that bad. Uh, it's just it's mostly me. Um, Jim, Jim was in California for years. Augie was in Colorado for years. Um, Rick, Rick had moved around a bit. Um, I've been here. I've been here for 19 years, but not. Uh, I'm gonna say. Somewhere around 10 years ago, Augie and Jim moved back to Boston. So those five are actually in, in a band that, 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 that played together uh, regularly. I don't even know what they call their band. I don't even know if they've announced it yet, but they've, they've, they've got a new album that's almost done. So they stay together by, uh, you know, they're still playing together. Uh, you know, the songs we've been doing together, we've had to do remotely uh, for the album. But uh, the basic tracks for the album were done before the lockdown, so yeah. that that is that it's definitely not all lockdown tracks. You know, and one thing about you guys too, like I, 
we, you know, we, I don't know if you've checked out any of, the fir- any of the episodes we've done. We've kind of done these like showcases where we've like focused in our artists, focused in on a label. But, you know, we had, we had a, a pretty introspective, like spanning uh, episodes on like Moonscott. And, you know, you guys were, were around then and, and you were one of probably the bigger acts that were not on Moonscott or any of the other labels. I mean, I know you guys. I guess guys people have- don't, I guess people don't know, but we did. We did those. We did those signings hand in hand. Rob and I uh, worked together since the mid '80s, and when uh, he decided to start a label, we decided to start a label too. Right. Completely together when we were getting started. As a matter of fact, I think we signed to uh, Red um, Distribution the same day. You know, it wasn't the exact same contract, but it was done as, you know, we're signing these two bands today. And uh, what was cool about that is we had a real distribution. That's what made Moon Records work. <coughs> what, how we screwed up was that we put a lot of non-ska uh, friends bands that we loved on our label. So we didn't really have a, a focus, um, but Moon did and that it worked out well for them. But with the relativity or red distributor thing uh the end of the story goes that sony bought them and uh, about two years after sony they dissolved the entire lower half of their catalog um yeah. it's kind of you know your sort of normal kind of big umbrella corporation like sony taking over and just uh you know getting the cream and letting everybody else go kind of thing. Um, pretty sad. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I just, I just, well, I just remember because I, I used to do like a zine and that was like, I had, I always got press kits from, from Bib Records from you guys um, and, and your distribution. I always saw Bim's albums like in the 90s. What was the name of the zine? Uh, it was called Elevation. It was in, it was my high school magazine, but, but you guys said, I actually, had I would get I would get um, releases from you guys. All the all the labels sent me stuff, and that was just because the network was so big at the time. You're and... a smart kid, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to get stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I transitioned that into like doing a radio show in college and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I always found, and then of course playing in bands myself too, and setting up booking and. All that stuff. We everyone does that in their area, and that's you guys that's a cool thing. The eight by ten in Baltimore. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, still, still there. Yeah, um, yeah. The the people that own it kind of suck, but um, yeah, it's still there. The place, to think the place, some of the other clubs in Baltimore that we played. Help yeah, the place, the place to go now is kind of like the Auto Bar. I think that's kind of that would be a great venue for you guys. Um, okay. Something like Fletcher's was that? Is that? Kind of, Yep. Yeah, you. Um, got, I think I saw you guys there, but that's no longer there. Like a lot of the venues. Oh, I was right. Really that's the right name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys probably played there with the Ballstones or something years ago. Um, Good question. I don't think yeah. it was with the Ballstones, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely did play Baltimore on on the Ballstones tour of '97, but I don't know where it was. Yeah, it, it might, that might have been a big spot <laughs> too. But yeah, you guys. I know you guys were in DC a few years ago. Too. You, you did a you did a small tour with, um, well, not not a small tour, but you did a East Coast tour with like the Dropkick Murphys and Agnostic, and Agnostic Front. Front. Yeah, yeah. In 2018, it was a blast. We did uh, what was it? It was the anthem. We did a show every day. We did a show every day for 21 days. So we did. Yeah. Maybe we had one day off, so it was 20 shows, I think. <clears throat> but it was fun. We hadn't done that in a while. Usually we'll play Thursday through Sunday, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, unless on tour, then like this tour, we're playing on a Wednesday, you know, things like that. But on that Dropkick Murphys tour, you just play every damn day, pretty much. It's fun. Nice. Sold out every day, too. I was going to say, those were all it's huge playing. shows. <laughs> and people liked us. The, um, Dropkick Murphys had, had, you know, have had the selector open for them as well. The, Ken likes Scott. I know. I know Ken from way before he was ever in that band, and he was a good he, he was a good friend to to Bim Scala Bim in that he uh, was a booking guy. He arranged, you know, he organized shows, and uh, and we were one of the bands that would play for him because nobody really told us what to do. We did we. Uh, that's the thing about us. We weren't, you know, even though we might have had a manager from time to time or agent, nobody was telling us what to do or where to play. So 
that was a lot different than a lot of our friends who were signed or, or, or so forth. You know, I won't go into names, but you can guess, you know, they are not allowed to play these shows for, you know, in, in maybe the medium size or even smaller size pool venues that people need support because they're doing good things for youth and stuff like that. Um, and we, we, we always were, you know, and I think that helped us stay together too. Yeah, I think too. I think too. Like, like it's amazing. Like how how much you guys like Bim, when you put on a Bim Scala Bim album. Like it has this. You guys, you guys, it kind of encompasses all this stuff. Like you definitely hear those influence uh, hear influence of like the ska, the two tone, but reggae dub. It kind of it kind of has its own like feel. I know. I know. In the you know you guys describe it as like a blue beat sound. Like. But really, like, what is what is the Bim Scala Bim like? There isn't one. That's the that's the secret. It's it's the same guys trying to put every single different influence they love into Jamaican music, and and that comes out with completely different tempos all the time. It comes out jazz. It comes out uh, New Orleans. It comes it, com uh, it, it comes out uh, punk rock. It comes out uh, you know every every different style we like is you know we certainly don't only love ska and reggae so. To keep everybody interested, uh, let them bring in any other influence that 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 fits. We've we've you know we've tried several that just didn't work, I suppose. But um, that's what that's how I feel, you know. Um, and a lot of the old timers, most of the old timers, like the idea of mixing it with other things um, because that's what they were doing too. Um, maybe not the same things we're mixing it with. Um, but we also did a lot of Latin, mixing with Latin, with Latin, you know, mixing Scott with Latin music, uh, mixing reggae with rock. You know, that's there's no there's no one particular uh, set of influences. To be honest with you, there really isn't. All right. Well, here's another sample from the new Bim Scala Bim album. Go ahead and make sure you pick it up. Um, from Bandcamp, um, you can order from Specialized, and Jump Up is going to have the vinyl copies of Sonic Tonic uh, in a few weeks on the website. So make sure you support Bim Scala Bim. Um, they're also doing a number of tour dates as well. Uh, we appreciate Dan for jumping in on the show today. Um, here's a sample of another track from the Bim Scala Bim's latest release. Uh, this track is called Gumbo. Enjoy. And now, so, so I'm sure you guys are super psyched about playing Supernova. It's playing to like a really big, like Scott, you know, crowd. Are you guys 
what do you guys have planned or what do you, what do you, what do you think? Those types um, of shows are fun. Usually, you know, there aren't that many of them in America, but in Europe they have them more often. So, you know, when, when we've done them, it's been a blast. So you have a lot more of those annual ska festivals in all around Germany and different parts of Europe and France and England and so forth and so on. So, uh, yeah, we're, that's our experience with, with the ska festivals is more not in America. So I'm looking forward to doing a big ska fest in America. Yeah. yeah I got to ask, what's the set list going to look like? Are you guys going to focus more on the modern stuff? Depends, on how, much, depends on how much we're going to be able to rehearse. Mm-hmm. But, to, but to, be, to be honest with you, Supernova has the best chance of having the most, uh, let's say, diverse or newer stuff because it's the last show of the tour. Um, and we're playing for se- uh, four or five weeks before that. So who knows what will happen? Yeah, who knows what will happen? I'm excited. Right now I'm, I'm nervous because we haven't this. played for forever, for a fuck lot, you know? <laughs> Shit. Well, what, what, what are your plans after Supernova? I, I, after this tour you guys have, and it ends with Supernova, like what, what, what's, the, what's the next steps for uh, Bim Scala Bim? Like, um, we're we're, we're doing another project with Paul from Specialized, and we're you know we're supposed to go in November for the Specialized annual festival thing, and it re- we were recently canceled because their trouble getting us into into the country. Um, yeah, that's a shame. So visa issues. That yeah. was that plan. Last year I hosted it because you know they had done this massively successful festival for not what was it eight years in a row and then you know this came up and i i you know we tried to salvage it online or whatever and i helped them out yeah. by hosting and stuff and paul did a tremendous amount of work and it, you know it raised about half of what it might have raised the last year or something like that which you know could be worse but uh you know still not very good anyway yeah so then the next plan that something to look forward to is the record that uh, Paul wants to produce. And I don't want to say too much about it right now, but it has to do with archival stuff. Um, I, uh, that's about all I'll say on that. And, and uh, so be, you know, there has been a lot of rare stuff found fairly recently. So anyway, we're kind of looking forward to it because it's something different and we all like be weird remixes so well, that, sounds, that, sounds, nice. that sounds awesome yeah that sounds awesome you mentioned too um, um at the beginning of the interview about about touring with laurel aiken we, we had a we had a show where we covered um the history of, of laurel aiken what, well what here's you something for your history of laurel aiken yeah, yeah um this is a good one um he had never been to america and uh was part of a, uh, a Bad Manners tour in England because they did Sally Brown and uh, they brought him on tour with them. Uh, with them. And and when they when Bad Manners put on Sally Brown, it actually did pretty well. So anyway, uh, they're, they're like, you know, we don't have anybody in America to book us. Uh, nobody wants to talk to us, Dan. And we had already done some touring with them in Europe. I said, well, I'll try it. Um, and so I'm the first one who brought Laurel Lake into America did all his paperwork that's awesome <laughs> um and he and you know he, 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 you know i stayed friendly with him i didn't see him you know as much as i would like to and he had a great heart in the and in the time that we, we we spent with him in in england and in uh in america in touring in america you know we'll never forget it it was real important stuff to us you know we didn't get hotel rooms for him he stayed at our house you know uh it was cool you know, he, we, he wasn't on a special bus. He was sitting next to us. You know. <laughs> Austonians have a lot of the same stories, too, because the, the next time Laurel came back, uh, maybe even the next two times Laurel came back, they backed him all the way to California. Uh, and a lot, a lot of friends, I have a lot of friends in that band. Some of the members, Steady Ernest and and Dave, the Bim Scala Bim Sax player, did that tour, too. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw him in DC on that tour when he was back by the Alstonians, and that's 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 what I remember. But yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. You got that some story. great rare old footage of Laurel and the Alstonians in the uh, New England Ska Summit because uh, we did a, we did a feature. You know, it's kind of a history of Boston Ska and uh, the Alstonians. One year, the mayor of Alston gave them a gave them an award 
uh, what is oh god some 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 great plaque now I'm forgetting what, what it was like oh no it was Allstonians Day they made it Allstonians Day for all their uh, for in gratitude for bringing so much joy to the community so that was in 1996 or seven or something like that oh wow but uh, we we documented that in this new film too. I'm trying to get them back together for a show this summer. We'll see if it happens. That would be, awesome. be cool. Yeah, that would be great. All right, uh, Ryan and AJ, you guys have any other questions? I, I do have a question. I'm going to go a little bit off topic I'm just because I, I want to talk about it. But uh, you guys are putting out the new record on vinyl. Has there been any talk about putting out some of the past records on vinyl again, like reissues? Well, yeah, I think it was two or three years ago, Chuck put out... Uh, Bones on vinyl, mm-hmm. and it had never been on vinyl before. We had only had three albums on vinyl, I think, uh, the first three, and then uh, now Bones. So we're working our way up well, and backwards, I guess. But yes, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna do them all on vinyl. Um, but uh, it's sort of a one at a time kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, I got you. It's one of those things for me. It's like the older I get, uh, I become a little better off financially so i feel more comfortable rebuying records and stuff that i had to sell when i was younger so i'm just, I'm just trying to get information out of when i can try to start i, I love the whole stuff. cassette and vinyl resurgence i mean a lot of us that were in the record business the independent record business are mystified by this all this what the fuck is going on how do you make money anymore you know streaming and uh what, what are we getting paid for that you know what am i supposed to tell the band you know, what's what whew. it's it's been pretty mysterious for a long time. And I, I really like the idea that people are saying, fuck it. I like vinyl. I'm going back to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's go- and, and cassettes, too. It's in a big way. So, yeah, they have cassette going. record store day, cassette day. Because I know that's when Chuck's releasing like Sonic Tonic is coming out. Chuck is the, the, yeah, Chuck the, is the one who, who's who's convinced me. We used to sell a lot of cassettes, but, you know, it was the 90s. 80. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chuck, Chuck is Chuck. Is, we threw away a lot of cassettes as a record label. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I can't remember what year that was, but you know, it was only a few years later that Chuck called us and said, "I'll take all the cassettes you got." So it, that's that's a mystery as to where it will go. I think it's a mystery. Hopefully, it's something where the bands can get paid something reasonable. You know. Well, Spotify, you know, you know, it's, 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 and yeah, it's interesting. Like, well, how do you make a living anymore? Yeah, it's interesting though. Some of the vinyl stuff is getting so exclusive. Like they're doing like lathe cuts. I don't know if you've heard of those, but it's like the lathe cut is something that doesn't sound and it like it like wears away the more you play it. And like some bands are doing exclusive lathe cuts. That's the one that's only good for about a dozen plays, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the quality kind of like wobbles. But there are bands. I don't know why that would be any less expensive than anything else. So that's why I don't get that. Well, they're custom. Yeah, it's all about custom made. So it's like having like a piece of like having a piece of clothing that's custom made, and it's going to cost twice as much. You reminded me of this one. Uh, I don't know if you remember the band Thumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ted Reeder is an artist in New York who's been running a gallery, and I'm going to forget the name, but a gallery that was started by the man that did the Ramones logo. You guys might be able to help me with that. Anyway, oh, I'm actually yeah, I'm wearing a Ramones shirt right now. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. uh, he was all you know he was a he was an artist, and and this was his gallery, and Ted curated it for a while. Anyway, he's recently retired from that, but through throughout ten years of that period, he did a thing called Never Records. And Never Records d- does pressings of one, two, and three, and stuff like that. Only, ever, you know. Uh, much of it is live. Um, I talked him into doing uh, a Bim Scala Bim thing for Specialized that we're going to auction off in November. It's one Bim Scala Bim vinyl album with four songs that are not on anything else. Two versions of songs, uh, two extreme versions of songs that are on this album. And two songs that you can't find on, you know, vinyl, cassette. That's awesome. CD, anything, really. So that's a crazy one. I guess it's art, you know? Ted has this huge library of things that are just almost completely exclusive to that library. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's interesting people that collect records and all that stuff. It's like a whole mindset and it's a whole, like... Um, 
thing. Uh, you mentioned too about steady artists. Like, what's what's going on with them? What do you guys have planned for? for well, well, um, because I've been gotten involved with specialized more and more over these years. Uh, uh, telling telling my friends and steady earnest about it. Jack, the bass player for Steady Earnest, is actually the one that makes these films with me. He's the editor, um, and not just the editor alone. He shoots various stuff, and he makes a lot of the the content decisions with me. We're partners, so uh, and, you know he's made. Every, I've only made three films. I'm starting a fourth soon, but all three of them he's done with me. Uh, the bass player for Steady Earnest. So we're we're we're, we're interacting all the time. But he knows about the specialized stuff, and and um, we just thought maybe it's a good time to to uh, uh, invite Steady Ernest to get back together to record a song for this new specialized Viva compilation, and so that's how it started, and then it pretty quickly moved into let's do an album. So, <laughs> and everybody, you know, eight or nine of us are in. So you know. Um, Patrick was in the hi hats before he was in Steady Earnest. Daryl, uh, Alstonians, uh, Jack. Uh, let's see, you know, gonna forget. Oh, uh, uh, Mike Hartford and Arthur from uh, Super Ska. It, it's just all these Steady Earnest guys. You know, it's amazing. It, it, it's kind of like the big things. Everybody's like, yeah, okay. Been 20 years. Okay, we'll, we'll do an album again. But it's our 30th anniversary. It's we're gonna get ready for our 30th anniversary, which we started in '92. So uh, we're, we're gonna have an album ready next year. That's the plan. Awesome. Awesome. It is. <laughs> I'm a busy old guy, even though I'm sitting here on an island, stuck for. Jeez, I haven't left for so long. Tomorrow I'm leaving the island for the first time in three months to go and record um, something like five songs, maybe even more, but one for Specialized, no, two for Specialized, um, and one I'm very excited about for John Roy and the uh, Smoke and Mirror sound system, which you guys must have heard about. Yeah, yeah, we played them on our last. We played. We actually played one of your tracks so on our on our last. I helped show get uh, fade. Away. I helped get their version of Fade Away is on this Viva uh, compilation as well. Nice. Yeah, the, the 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 musicians that work with John Roy are the best of the best, and uh, I am extremely stoked and excited to be able to even say I'm on a track with Roger Rivas. I'm a big fan of his, even though. If, I don't even think we ever met, um, you know. So that's exciting, you know. That's that's the beauty of some of the great things that came out of the pandemic, like like, mm -hmm. a, group like a group like Smoke and Mirrors, where where it's like all these all stars, all these awesome players that made like this BIM album too. I gotta say, we have nine special guests on the BIM album, and <laughs> a lot of it is uh, lockdown stuff. So yeah, it did that. For, for John and it did that for me. Yeah, and, I, and that's awesome how people are like pivoting. Like, yeah, I mean, like in some ways too. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like we might not have this new Bib album right now coming out if it wasn't if everything had happened the way it did. You know, so I think. Tell me about some... that. <laughs> Which yeah, album? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, like you guys, you guys. Oh, I thought you were talking about a particular album by another band. Oh no no! I'm just saying, like, just just with the pandemic and stuff, it's kind of changed the way we record music, the way bands kind of work. Like, like I mean, like you mentioned that that you're on the island and stuff, and and you're going to a studio, and and it's just made music and people more accessible. And and there are a bunch of bands that popped up out of this quarantine that that people are finding ways to create music to be artistic. Here's my question because you know, I'm so cut off here. You know, I'm not. You know, up on all the facts about the way things are opening back and so forth. Though I do know a lot of friends that are taking gigs, and some of them are just taking outside gigs, and some of them are taking sort of seemingly normal gigs. Uh, the, you know, where they're expecting two hundred people in a two hundred capacity place. Tell me about Baltimore. Tell me about DC. The clubs that I booked for August seem to not be worried about it at all. Tell me anything. Yeah, I have not been to a venue, um, to a show, but I know stuff happening later in the summer. 
So yeah. everything everything seems back to normal. Go ahead, guys. So the DC show you guys are doing is at the, the pie shop. Um, the owner's an old friend of mine. They're starting to do normal shows, I think, starting next week. So they'll be 100% back to normal. Um, so yeah. Um, so have there been shows, like exclusively outside shows in your area? Have outside, you yeah, shows? just outside. Yeah. Stuff. A few people. It's mostly like, like, like parks. parks. Yeah. Breweries. Like, yeah, nothing big. I, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really been to any yet. Um, I DJ, so I, I had a. Couple what's gigs the next outside. big show? What's the next big show? You, you where it's going to be a kind of a normalish thing? I'd say Supernova. But, you, yeah. He was just saying June. That's I'm, I'm tempting fate next month. Um, one of my favorite DC mod bands is having a reunion show. Modest proposal. So they're playing at a, at a warehouse in D.C., like a bar warehouse. And I'm like, you know what? I get it's to see date. them once every it's 10 years. Uh, I think it's like July 16th. Well, I mean, it seems like a lot of people are taking shows for July and August and September. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and like I said, I know that Pressure Cooker has been doing some outside shows. And so has uh, Duffy Conquerors, Mark's other band. And, so I don't know. It's coming back. They, they, yeah, I think they, I think things are slow. They're not though. booking the shows, not knowing whether they'll be able to do them or not. Yeah. That's all I hope. Because you no, know, I it. think I think I think Supernova is going to happen um, in one form or the other. Um, I, I think you know they've already adjusted the lineup somewhat, but it's, a lot of the big headliners like you guys um, are definitely playing. So I think uh, that kind of thing, uh, and, and that's an outdoor venue too. It's outside. So. Yeah. It's outside. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, here uh, here's the next question. I was seeing, I watched Conan last night or something like that, and uh, uh, he smoked a joint. That was good. Uh, yeah, I heard, I heard that. But uh, his talk. Uh, let me get back to what. What was the point? Oh, they were talking about masks, and uh, saying people really don't know whether you have to wear them or not anymore, or you shouldn't, or you. Or, you know, there, uh, yeah, there are places that uh, have signs saying you have to wear masks and people are just not wearing them now because they're vaccinated. And there are some places that have taken their signs down. But our state um, has has done a mandate that you don't have to wear it starting in July. So like a week. July 1st, uh, reading, yep. some, reading some of these uh, Fauci emails, I don't know if you guys have, but it seems like Certainly for children, the masks are more negative than they are anything else. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. Honestly, like I said, I'm, I'm stuck here on an island and, you know, nobody's wearing masks at my house. But I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, it's always better safe than sorry. And then my wife just she loves being at home, not having to go anywhere or do anything because I'm the one that has to go out and do everything. So she's loving life. Okay. Yeah. I just wish I, I just wish I knew. I mean, okay. So, for instance, when we play these shows, is every is, are people going to be required to wear masks and things like that? I guess. I guess that's not. Uh, not in Maryland. I not in Maryland. Yeah. I think it's a state to state thing. Like some states. Really? Okay. I guess. I think. I think by. I think by July, though. I that's think, another great question. Is it a state yeah. to state? Yeah. These are these or not? It is. Yeah. It's a state to state, a district, even even counties may have different rules. Yeah, so I actually live like two blocks north of Baltimore City in the county, and our rules are more lax than the cities actually is. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that that hardcore show that you're going to, if that's what it is, is going to be uh, almost no one wearing a mask, <laughs> but you let me know. Um, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's a mod show, so it's... it's yeah, it, people, it's a mod People show, aren't even so. going to be close. To, people won't even stand next to each other in a mod yeah. show. You just stand with <laughs> what your is it? hands what, is it? what is the name of the band again? Modest Proposal. They're on Discord. Didn't they have some albums out on Discord? Or yeah, they were one of the first mod bands on Discord Records. Okay, okay. So they're yeah, all, it's going to be... Yeah, I, it's I gonna be everyone's was, a, was early Discord to... Uh, uh, Forgetting the name of them, Soul something with like Bobby Sullivan. Um, what is it? Soul what? My God, I'm just blanked on it. I followed his next band, Seven League Boots, more. <laughs> Bobby Sullivan yep. was on Discord. So, uh, I, 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 so the band you're seeing is from the 80s? 
Yeah, they're, it's it's a mod band from DC from the 80s. They do a reunion show every 10 years. And I guarantee wow. you, I, 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 I'm under 40. I guarantee you I'll be the youngest person there. <laughs> All right. Probably. That sounds like, yeah, like <laughs> some bands in Boston will do that like really long between reunions, but they keep doing reunions. Mm -hmm. That's like when you start having like the grandkids there, right? Like, that's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I don't have any yet. Um, talking about dads, why don't we go around the horn here? I have a 15 year old daughter. She just turned 15, and 15 is the sweet 16 here. It's called Quintano. And uh, so it's a big deal. I, I love her to death. And That's awesome. uh, uh, it changed my life for sure. Yeah, yourself, Bob? I, I have, yeah, I have, I have an eight year old. Um, she's going to be nine uh, in September. So she just finished uh, second grade. So. Yeah, she's her name's Lily, and uh, she's awesome. Oh, my wife's name is Lily. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. AJ. Yeah. My stepson is twelve. Uh, he turned twelve earlier this year. Uh, just finished sixth grade. Uh, he's almost as tall as I am, and he can pretty much beat me up now. So, as a tough old skinhead, I've got a twelve-year-old beat me up. He's bigger than you. Are you saying? He, he's getting there. He's getting there. <laughs> AJ's just, just a pussy. AJ, AJ's just a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soft, my older age. All right, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I have somebody with multiple children. No, I just have one. She's uh, two and a half. And oh. uh, we're in the process of potty training. And uh, she's okay. a handful. Yeah. Uh, I was almost ready to kick her out the house tonight. She was... Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up in a family with a lot of brothers and pretty much just one sister, a stepsister, and an adopted sister eventually, but uh, very masculine sort of household. And this whole girl thing is, is interesting, you know. But, and my daughter, my daughter's beautiful. You know? Around here, people just say, Dan, you got your gun? You got a gun? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have three. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Dan. I, I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Really, you're very well. I'm really excited to see you guys at Supernova. Make sure uh, to say hi at Supernova. I'll be on and off the table and wandering around. I'm hoping to stay for Sunday too. So try to just come up and say hi. I'm you know I'm Rob Ryan AJ from Dad Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. will do. Scott Dad Podcast. Is that right? Yeah, the yeah. Podcast. Yep. You'll learn I'm a much louder in person. Uh, it's it's almost ten o'clock, so I'm a little tired from the work we've had. Supernova, I'll be.